Our devotions this Advent season are based on the same section of God's Word from Isaiah chapter 9. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is God's word. Dear friends of Jesus, there's a place in the Psalms, in Psalm 27, where King David writes this, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Those are powerful words. Not just for the, the good part about God. The Lord will receive me. That's good news, right? But they're powerful words to think about what the first half of that verse says. Though my father and mother forsake me. Even sometimes our parents let us down. Some of you, when you hear that, you say, duh. Right? You maybe haven't had a good experience with parents. There's some parents who let their children down over and over and over again, and sometimes it's even worse than that. There's abusive parents. There's absent parents, right? Though my father and mother forsake me, and some of you, you're thinking, no kidding. Some of us have been blessed with loving parents. Maybe we've had a whole different experience. And even if you've had loving, experience, uh, loving parents, you you probably begin to realize that even those loving parents won't be along, around forever. You move away. They move away. Eventually they, they die. And you have this feeling of being fatherless, parentless. I actually looked up how many times that word fatherless shows up in the Old Testament. Could you guess? It kind of seems like a pretty... Strange word, right? Fatherless. Do you know how many times it shows up in the Old Testament? 41 times. 41 times the Old Testament talks about people being fatherless. And you say, why would it use the word fatherless so many times? I think it's because it's a really hard thing when someone's fatherless. True today, it was certainly true in the ancient world. If you didn't have a father, you didn't have anyone to defend you. You didn't have anyone to provide for you. You didn't have anyone to teach you the things that you really needed to know. You had no one to stand up for you. You had no one to save you. And when you think about that, it's not a surprise that God in the Bible talks about being fatherless 41 different times because that's a really hard thing. One of the greatest examples of the brokenness in our, our world, though my father and mother forsake me, it's, it's hard to be fatherless. But here's actually the saddest part. The saddest part is that that's what you and I deserve from God, to be fatherless. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, do you remember how God cast them out of the garden? And as Adam and Eve were walking away, we don't hear that they turned back and said to God, God, it's not fair. Because they knew that it was. It's what they deserved, to be cast away from God. In a different psalm, after he sinned, King David wrote, Do not cast me away from your presence. Why would David write that? Why would he pray to God, Do not cast me away from your presence? It's because he knew that's what he deserved for his sins. 
kids, if, if we've heard our earthly parents, how much do you think we've heard God? Because of our sins, we deserve to have God cast us away forever. We deserve to be fatherless. It makes me think about that lost son in Jesus' parable, the lost son. Remember the one who goes away and squanders everything he has? When he realizes his sins, he says, I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Isn't that what every one of us has to say to God? Father, I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be called your, your child. That's why it's so striking to hear the next title that's given to Jesus. Everlasting Father. To this group of people who deserve to be fatherless, God gave them a promise, a child is going to be born, and that child is going to be the everlasting father. And who's it talking about? Gee, you're catching on. We're in week three. This is good. It's talking about Jesus. But wait a minute. Jesus is not God the Father, right? Jesus is God the Son. Can you explain this? Why does the Bible then call Jesus God the Father? How could you answer that? You could say it doesn't. It doesn't call Jesus God the Father. It's not what it says. What does it call Jesus? Everlasting Father. The point of this section of God's Word isn't to explain the intricate relationship within the Trinity. That's not what Isaiah is writing about. He's writing about what the Savior would come and do. And one of the things that the Son of God, God the Son, would come to do would be to be everlasting Father. And so we say, what does that mean? You want to know what it means that Jesus is an everlasting Father? Where is the place that we should look? In the Bible. In the Bible. Right? Because we let the Bible interpret itself. We let Scripture interpret Scripture. If, if there's a phrase that sounds kind of odd, that, what does that mean? What we do is we look to the rest of the Bible and we say, how could the rest of the Bible be calling Jesus everlasting Father? If you look up the word Father in the Bible, one of the passages that you'll come across is in Psalm 103. It says, As a father has compassion on his children... So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. I've heard that verse before. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. What word stands out in the Bible's description of a father? Compassion. Compassion. That's Jesus. As much compassion as the best father has for his children, Jesus has that for you and me, only a billion times more. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Last week we heard that Jesus is mighty God. Today it's everlasting father. Think of what happens when you combine those two titles together for Jesus. Jesus is mighty God and everlasting father. So, is Jesus tough or tender? Somebody said yes. That's the right answer. Right? As mighty God, there is no one as tough as Jesus, right? And yet as compassionate Father, everlasting Father, there's no one as compassionate as Jesus. He's 
both. Is Jesus strong or merciful? Yes. He's both. Is Jesus fierce or forgiving? He's both. Right? Is Jesus powerful or loving? He's both. He's absolutely both. And now, we, we earthly fathers, we're not perfect. But, you know, our world likes to downplay the role of fathers today. Just think about what God wants a, a perfect father to be. Strong and compassionate at the same time, right? To provide and to care, to protect and to love. There's none of us earthly fathers who fill that role perfectly, but Jesus does. He's everlasting father for you and me. As my kids are growing up, I'm, I'm realizing more and more another important role that a father plays. A father has to pay for lots and lots of things for his kids. <laughs> right? You parents, you're, you're learning that too? Right? It's, it's incredible, all the things I have to pay for for my children. I pay all of their debts, and I don't even charge them for it. Maybe I should, as I was thinking about this. Maybe I should start charging them more. I don't. Fathers have to pay all the debts that their children have, right? Is that what Jesus did for us? He paid our debt, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood that he shed for us on the cross. We had this debt of sin that we could never pay. And so Jesus paid it when he died for us, and he doesn't even charge us for it. He gives us this free forgiveness. That's, that's what a father does. And on top of that, Jesus is always looking for more and more people to be part of his family. It's a verse in the New Testament that says, In Christ Jesus you are all children of God by faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Jesus is always looking to bring more and more and more people into God's family. And he tells us how that happens. It's by faith in Jesus. By faith in Jesus you are a child of God. Through your baptism you were born again into God's family. And Do you know what that means? It means that you have a father. No matter where your earthly father is at today, good or bad, dead or alive, you have a father. You're never fatherless. Maybe there's moments when you just need someone to give you a hug. Jesus is there. Maybe there's moments when you just want someone you can talk to. Jesus is there. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus invites us to put all of our trust in him like a little child trusts in his or her father. He says, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. You are never fatherless. Jesus is everlasting father. Just remember that the Bible emphasizes one more thing, though, that a father does. There's a verse in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 12, that says, the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. God gives fathers another important job. That's to, to discipline their children. As a loving father, Jesus doesn't just let us do whatever we want to do. As a loving father, Jesus doesn't just give us everything that we want to have. Even when Jesus says, everlasting father, it doesn't mean that all our days are smiles. Sometimes there's need for pain and spankings and timeouts 
and groundings, right? Why? Because your Father loves you. Our Lord disciplines those He loves as a Father, the Son He delights in. Maybe right now it seems like you're going through one of those times. Just remember this, Jesus just loves you. His goal is always to get you and me to repent of our sins and to trust in His forgiveness. Because He knows that that's where true joy is found. A couple years ago, I remember a, a picture that went viral on, on the internet. It was a picture of a little boy with his arm raised like this and a big smile on his face. Like the most triumphant kid you could ever see. Can you imagine a little boy going like this? Can you guess what he was so happy about? Maybe you think that like, his team won the big game, right? That wasn't it. Maybe you'd think it was two days until Christmas vacation. That wasn't it either. Right? This three-year-old is going like this. And it's because that was the day that he was officially adopted by his new family. And even as just a little three-year-old, he knew that that was a special day. That he finally got to have a family after bouncing around from foster home to foster home. He finally had real parents. And so this picture went viral on the internet of this little boy going like this. Yes! part of the family. That's the joy that God gives to you and me. And it's a joy that Jesus never wants to go away. No matter what you face in your life, no matter what you're going through, you can go like this. I've got a father and he's never going to give me up. In fact, that's the word that we, we haven't mentioned yet. Jesus isn't just called father, he's called everlasting father. No matter how good our fathers have been, even the best fathers aren't always with us. Even the best fathers ultimately get called home to heaven. Even the best fathers ultimately leave us fatherless. But not Jesus. He is the everlasting Father who will never leave us or forsake us. Remember, that's, that's God's promise. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. See that little child born in a manger. Don't be misled. You have an everlasting father. Amen. Say a prayer. Jesus, in your word, the Bible talks often about how hard it is to be fatherless. Um, Lord, we, we pray for those of us who haven't had good fathers or maybe for those of us whose fathers have passed away it hurts our hearts to not have our earthly fathers be what you've called them to be. At the same time, Lord, we realize that we shouldn't have you as our father, not with all of our sins. You should cast us away from your presence. And yet, dear Jesus, you don't. As a father has compassion on his children, you have compassion on us. As fathers pay their children's debts, you pay the debt of our sin when you died on the cross. You make us this promise that even if our earthly fathers and mothers forsake us, you never will. Dear Lord Jesus, like that little boy, help us to have this joy in our hearts to know we're part of your family, to know we're never fatherless, to know we always have an everlasting father. In your name we pray. Amen.